What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan. I am the host of the Entrepreneurism Podcast. I'm here with Brad Lee. Brad is the CEO at Lightspeed BT, the host at Dropping Bombs Podcast, and the teacher at Closer School. Brad, how's it going, man? Good, buddy. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. I know it's uh, been a lot of back and forth, but I'm glad to have you on the show. Before we dive into who you are, especially uh, you know, Lightspeed BT and your podcast and Closer School and, uh, you know, the state of business today, I always ask this first question, what's the dumbest thing you've ever spent money on? Probably trying to impress people, um, okay. which, which I've spent a lot. I always say if I could get all the money back that I spent trying to impress people, it would be impressive. <laughs> like it, it's a lot of money. And I think that's probably the dumbest thing I've ever spent money on. And, and you should put the plural there things, right? Cause man, I spent a ton on some dumb shit and it was all based on trying to impress people, trying to make other people think things or, or, or assume things or, you know, ultimately just fit in things of that nature. Now I'm sure there's been times where I spent some money trying to impress somebody and it paid off. Maybe, you know, I spent money on a dinner and you know, my wife married me, but if you really look at it, that's even stupid. Right. Why? Because, because trying to impress others is probably the biggest single handicap most people have. So you don't believe in the fake it till you make it mantra that people deal with? Uh, in retrospect, no. Um, I used to believe in that. However, again, I, I'm not talking about don't buy nice clothes. Okay? Right, right. Like for example, I tell people that, you know, I say, hey, why don't you, because people ask me a lot questions, you know, and, and so I give answers. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram, bro. I'm dropping nuggets left and right. Oh, this yeah. is my podcast. I, I do it all the day long. But people ask me, you know, how do you get the confidence? How do you get the swagger? And I, and I say to them, well, number one, like I look at them and I'm like, number one, dude, you heard of an iron, right? You know, <laughs> they're like, well, well, you know, I just woke up and, you know, okay, so you just woke up. Now you were getting on this. You, you knew people were going to see you, but yet you didn't try and look your best. Now, that's not trying to impress people. And yes, I would spend money on nicer clothes, nicer right. shoes, nicer watches, nicer cars, nicer neighborhoods. I do believe you should spend money and, and, and invest into yourself uh, to ultimately be in the right neighborhood, so to speak. Um, proximity is very powerful. So, so I wouldn't call that spending money trying to impress people. I would say that would be investing money wisely into yourself. Spending money to impress people would be like, I'm at a, I'm at a nightclub, there's 10 of us, and I get a table so I can look cool. And at the end of the night, I've got a $9,000 bill. All we did is get shit-faced drunk, end up arguing, and I just spent $9,000. Why? Why did I spend $9,000? So I could, so I could be in the proximity. No, so I could look cool. So I could be the man for right. one night. It was, that's trying to impress people. That's not, not, that's not good. Now, if I were at the same nightclub and I saw four or five people that they were very successful, I wanted in their circle and I paid for that bottle service to get them to my table and impress them enough to make them think that I belong in their circle or get them to want to be in my circle, that would not be in my book 
spending money to impress people. That would be investing. Right. Again, so there's a fine line there and there's going to be a lot of people taking it wrong. So I'm glad you created that clarification because you should invest in yourself. You, if you're buying five jackets that are cheap because you can't afford a nice jacket, I would say buy one nice jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like don't spend $500 on five jackets, right? Spend $2,500 on one jacket. Right. Jackets because quality matters. Right. Besides that, man, it's never the, it's never really the price. It's the cost. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I think it's how you look at it. Like, why are you spending this money or whatever you're doing, right? Are you doing it for an investment or are you doing it just to look nice or impress people or be a hard ass or whatever? And I think that, like you said, there's a very fine line there. And I think a lot of people on social media, especially, I'm sure you see it all the time. They're doing it the wrong way. They're trying to look like a hard ass and like, I make all this money and you look behind the scenes and it's like, it's actually not that way. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that make a lot of money, but they don't keep a lot of money. That is true too. You know, so they look very, 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 very successful and they are technically, you know, just because you're not netting anything doesn't mean you're not successful. You build a $50 million a year company in revenue and you spend $50 million to do it. You're in my book successful. You've accomplished something that's hard to do regardless. Now, if you're, if you're netting zero out of $50 million, you're not as good or as cool or as successful as the guy that built a $50 company and nets 40, but you are still successful, even though, and and by the way, a lot of people would say, Oh, look, he's trying to look rich. No, the guy's got money. The guy, you know, can, 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 can get around, but he, but he doesn't have, you know, 6,000 apartment buildings. Right. Because he didn't have a lot of disposable income. Number one, those, those are signs of entrepreneurs still building their business. You know, I'm just, I'm just now starting to get money. Now we do eight figures every year and I, and I've made, you know, more than seven figures every year personally, but, but at at the end of the day, I'm just now starting to get money. So if you'd have knew me five years ago, people, people assume I'm successful. Well, I am successful. That's not an assumption. So my question would be, what are you basing it off of? What do you consider success? And a lot of people need to ask themselves that, Brady, Mm -hmm. because success is really something that you have to decide. Like, again, to me, netting massive amounts in a business would be an idea of where I want to be. I think that's an idea of success. Netting zero is not as successful, but... It is successful. You build a $50 million company, Brady. I'm impressed. That's, that's, that's hard to do, brother, even if you're not making any. Right. You know, and, and it's interesting too, like you said, everybody's version of success is different, right? Like yours is making millions and millions of dollars while someone else might be, hey, I just want to start a family and work a nine to five and that's my version of success. So with your right. version of success, how much of that is attributed to just being happy and fulfilled with what you're doing? Well, I believe happiness is a choice. So anyone that's not happy, it's mainly because they're choosing not to be happy. But uh, would you agree with that or no? Yeah, I mean, and I agree with that for sure. I think a lot of people, and I I do think it's how you see things in the world, right? You know, people try to pull the negative negative out of every situation, which is going to lead to unhappiness, right? But like for you, you said, you know, netting zero a year is still successful because you're seeing the positive aspect of, 
hey, you still made $50 million in revenue. That's hard to do. Whereas someone else might say, well, I didn't make any money. So, you know, that sucks. Not, not only that, I mean, look at Elon Musk, you know, when, yeah. he built, when he built Tesla and SpaceX, he was sleeping on somebody's couch exactly because he couldn't pay rent. And by the way, he invested, let's say, $90 million into Tesla and slept on a couch, had no money. You telling me he's not successful? Exactly. He talks about, and I don't know how true these stories are on social media, but he netted $180 million from the sale of PayPal. And he reinvested everything back into his businesses and paid yeah. rent. And then that was it. Yeah. See, so he was broke, you know, but then again, I don't see him running around flashing Ferraris on the internet. See, mm -hmm. so, so a lot of people say, you know, these fake gurus out there, these fake entrepreneurs, they rent the Lambos and they rent the Ferraris. Well, first of all, those are expensive to rent. Ty Lopez did that. And, and, and now look, okay. Yeah, so Ty exactly. Lopez, Ty Lopez, faked it till he made it, but he, but he actually didn't dude in order to rent that house that he, by the way, never claimed he owned. That was just haters saying you ran it. Okay. Yeah. It was a hundred thousand a month. Number one, number two, he had to pay for it in advance for a year. So he had to have the $1.2 million to fake it. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. Like it's not always faking it because they're flashing things. Unfortunately in this environment, in this day and age, a Ferrari will get you more fans and followers than a freaking bachelor's degree or an MBA or oh, a doctorate. Yeah. So again, I mean, the Ferrari, if that's what works, then get a damn Ferrari, bro. Like, dude, if somebody bought a Ferrari so they could show it off on social media so a thousand people would follow them and, and, and buy their products, there's such hate for those people right now. And again, I I don't do it. Go follow me on social media. I'm not flashing, but I'm not hating on the people that do. If that's, if that's their formula and that's what's yeah. making their wheels turn, well, then it's business, man. But yeah. I would also be careful of, of, of investing with people that, that are just flashing it. Yeah. And you know, that was for me. I, I've been in this entrepreneur world for a little over a year. And when I first started noticing people, renting Lamborghinis and Ferraris, you know, it left a bad taste in my mouth because I didn't quite understand it. But as I've gone along this journey, I've noticed it's a personal brand. People buy into people, right? So your services and what you offer, people probably buy into it because of you, right? And I, and I think that's probably the same with Ty Lopez and Grant Cardone. You know, if someone would have asked me six months ago what Ty Lopez even does, I would say, I don't know. I just know his name. I don't even know what he does. So I think, you know, people building up their personal brands, like we talked about before, that is an investment if done the right way, right? I think people can overdo it. And like you said, people can overdo it to a degree to where they begin losing money and does nothing else for them. I just say do it ethically and do it well. Right. If you just do things ethically and you do them well, everything's going to turn out just fine. Exactly. Exactly. And I wanted to mention something too, because I, you know, I know you're married. I know you have kids, but it seems like you keep a lot of that private, right? And I imagine that's a source of your happiness as well, right? Being able to spend time with them and provide for them financially and all that sort of stuff. But how does that dynamic work? You know, going from the Bradley at work and you're super intense in your videos, but you're also really philosophical and you talk about really intense things to going home and being a husband and a dad. Well, it's the same. It's the same person. Like, again, if you hang out here, at light speed, you'll see a guy walk around and follow me with a camera. So all he's doing is filming me for the day 
and then they use that footage to throw on social media. So what you see on social media is me. And when I get home, I'm just doing that there. Right. Except for I don't invite the camera person home because number <laughs> one, my wife doesn't like it. Like she's got probably 25 to 50,000 friend requests from me pointing her out on social media sometimes. And she's got a private account. She won't necessarily accept them, but uh, she's a, she's, she doesn't like the, 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 the attention. Then the kids, of course, you know, their little five and seven year old, they love it, you know, because I obviously can stay home and help them. We're homeschooling them now. So, yeah. you know, I think I'm the same person at home as I am online. You see me, you see me. And it goes back to, you know, kind of in a, in a circle way where people are different online than they are in person. So have you ever encountered that to where maybe you meet someone online, maybe you're going to meet up for an investment or a partnership or whatever, and they're just a complete jackass in person. Has that ever happened to you? More than, more than the opposite. <laughs> yeah, like nine times out of 10, you know, because I deal with a lot of experts in my industry, uh, in most industries because of my training software. Right. Lightspeed VT is a training technology. So a lot of times we're we're dealing with subject matter experts that then use our software to go out and train and develop people. Mm -hmm. And for example, they claim to be a sales expert, but they can't sell their own training. So how are, how are you going to teach people how to train when you can't even, or I'm sorry, how are you going to teach people how to sell when you can't sell? Right. So to me, that's what I would be a little bit leery of. Like if you're a sales expert with no money, then you're not a sales expert. <laughs> okay, so don't don't invest in a sales expert's training. Right. If 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 they don't make any money selling it. Now again, people hate on the gurus. Well, the only reason they're rich is because they're selling sales training. Well, are you trying to learn to sell? If the answer is yes, well then they're demonstrating that they can do it. Right. And, and or market one of the two because that's really more marketing nowadays with 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 uh, social media. But my point is is Look at somebody and see if they're doing what you want to do successfully. Mm -hmm. If I want to be a guru, do you think Grant Cardone does it well? Oh, he does it extremely well. And by the way, you know, he can also do extremely well in investments. He can also do, you know, extremely well over here. But my point is, is he sold everybody. Well, you're trying to learn to sell from him. Grant Cardone would be a good one to learn from, right? right? He's doing it. I'm doing it. Um, Jordan Belfort's doing it. Um, Tony Robbins is doing it. So just look and see, do your due diligence and figure out if you're going to invest in yourself with, with training and courseware that the person that you're paying to do it is doing what you're trying to learn how to do. Right. Like if I want to, if I want to learn how to get a Ferrari and stand in front of it and take photos and get a million followers and then sell hats, I'm going to go find somebody, an influencer, because people always say that I'm an influencer. I think an influencer is what I just described. Like I'm not an influencer. I'm a CEO that, that, that got some attention from Grant and these other people that I do business with. And uh, that's influential maybe, but it's not an influencer. An influencer to right. me is like their business is, is, to, is to make posts and monetize those following. That right. following. Like I don't monetize my following per se. People like, well, I've seen you say stuff. Well, yeah, but monetize my following. Like, in other words, if Instagram shut down, I, I, I'm not out of business. Exactly. You know, uh, that's not my business. I'm not an influencer. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that, you know, that, I think that's an issue too, is people are building 
you know, for instance, TikTok. TikTok was going to get banned in the U.S. and everybody's personal brands were only on TikTok. And I spoke to an individual, Brendan Kane, who grows social media platforms for influencers, but like celebrities, Taylor Swift, Rihanna, all that. And he talked about how people are basing their entire business just on these social media platforms to where if they failed, they don't have a business anymore. So that's what I like about talking with individuals like you is you didn't make, you didn't make it on Instagram. You made it before you got on Instagram or before you made it on Instagram. But in the nature of your businesses with Lightspeed, was Lightspeed before like Kajabi and Teachable and all those other platforms or was it after? No, Lightspeed started the whole game. Okay. 99. So back when you were like one, I was three. Okay. <laughs> but you know, with light speed, what makes it better? What makes it worse? How does it compare to like a teachable or a Kajabi or I even know training, but I know training was more for like training people on SOPs and whatnot within your own business. So how does it defer or compare to those? Well, those were built to host material and ours was built to deliver track measure and get you to learn material. So one is the learning technology, which is mine. And those are hosting technologies. See the right. difference? So like one is a, is a shelf and one is a machine. What's the difference between a shelf and a machine? You know, like what's the difference? What's the difference between a swimming pool and a water park? So like all of them are fine for what they are. Like, they're, they're fine for what they are, but, but most people uh, assume that they're all the same. They're not all the same. Trainual is basically a, a, a Pinterest board. You just right. dump in a bunch of videos and links and, and documents, and, and you keep it centralized and organized in an intelligent fashion, right? It's not interactive. There's, there's no communities. There's no leaderboards. There's no gamifications. It's basically, Hey, put all, put all of your, of your, of your proprietary knowledge and running your business in one central location. Well, duh, like that's smart. Training was great for that, but you could do the same thing on Lightspeed. You just do it better. And then the system itself actually tracks, measures, monitors, notifies, you know, you can communicate, you can text through it. So it's almost like, if you're going to do that with trainable, right. why not do that with Lightspeed? And it's just like, if you're going to show up to the prom, you have a choice to go uh, on a 10 speed with a, with a baby seat or a Ferrari. <laughs> well, they're both the same cost wise. Like why wouldn't you take the Ferrari? Right. So in that regard, we're different. Right. But in, in all reality, the real difference between our system and their systems is really that number one, we started the industry we rev share with people that are making money. We, we show you how to make more money. So if you're on Kajabi or maybe you started on Kajabi and you failed, like there's a lot of these course developers that bought a click funnel and, and, and literally made no money. So they gave up They're back working at a job. Well, they should have came to me. Why? Well, because I, I make money when my clients make money. So all of those other systems, they're not concerned whether you make money or not. They're giving you a hosting solution and the tools to make money. Our company cares whether you made money because if you make it, we make it. So if, if I can show you, Brady, how to take your knowledge and, and market it online to the masses and make a million a month, I get a piece of that million a month. Right. Or you can go to Kajabi and do it yourself and make a thousand a month. So anybody out there that's listening to this, if you had a course, thought about a course or have a course and you're making money, little bits or lots, 
if you came to light speed, you would just make two to three times more than you're making now. And if so how does that work two or three times more? Is it the way you guys push it or is it just the way the material can be taught within the platform, if that makes sense? Yeah, it's a combination of things. Um, number one, it's, it's, it's network. I know a lot of people. I make a lot of collaborations happen. Number two, it's, it's, you know, we take a look at what you're doing, what you're saying, how you're pricing it. Number three, and the most important, is we show you how to create interactivity that literally generates more engagement, more loyalty, and more money. So if you're driving people to a video, right? Let's say, let's say you're driving a million people to a video, okay? Now, you're calling it a course. It's just a video, but you're calling it a course because that's what most people call their courses, and they're just videos. But it's like, well, what are yours? Ours are video-based, but they're not videos. They're actual courseware. They've got testing, role-play, mechanisms, interactivity, assessments, options, things like that. But if you drive a million people to a video and it asks no questions and makes no offers, what's going to happen? You're going to forget about it, probably. Well, what's going to happen? They're not going to keep going? No, dude. If you drive a million people to a video, they all watch it. You didn't ask any questions and you didn't make any offers. What's going to happen? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. <laughs> yes. So, and that's what people are doing on Kajabi and Teachable and Thinkific and all these other ones. They're not asking anybody anything and they're not making any extra offers during the video, which is foolish because your people go through the video. Now you got to chase them down and market to them again, which mm -hmm. costs money. You had them in your course. Why not do it then? So at the end of the day, we show people how to leverage interactivity. So the same traffic they're already getting, they do have options and, and things and the data they collect and how to use it becomes more valuable to build a bigger brand faster. So basically, if you're making $100,000 a month on Kajabi, you'd make four or $500,000 a month on Lightspeed. That's a fact. If you're, if you're like most people, you didn't make any money, but you're on Kajabi. Well, then call Lightspeed, you fools. We're the ones that are going to show you how to do it. I mean, Brady, my whole mission in life is to get the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it. Do you know why? Because I believe everybody's failing because they don't know what to do. Like, why are people going out of business? Why are people getting divorced? Why are kids dropping out of school? Well, because they don't possess the right knowledge. They don't know how to succeed. Right. Now, someone out there does, yes or no. Like, oh, yeah. I, like, I have a, like I have a couple customers, they are excellent at passing the nurse exam. So if you're failing the nurse exam, which happens a lot from what I hear. Oh yeah, I watch the nurse, so. These, yeah. these people can show you tricks and tips and techniques to where, dude, you'll ace your nurse exam. That's an example. So, right. so many people are acing their nurse's exam because I got the knowledge from the person that has it to the person that needs it. And that's my passion, that's my mission in life. And Lightspeed's how I'm doing it, but no other system on earth, no other technology, no other learning management system on earth has that passion. They're just trying to make money. They're giving you some place to host your materials and good luck to you. Lightspeed wants to get your knowledge to the world and we're going to show everybody how to do it. We're going to help them. We're the ones that show all the big people, you know, Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Zig Ziglar, all the big names are on Lightspeed. Why do you think that is? Well, and by, and by the way, we do rev share with them. So why do you think right. they're willing to give me a piece of their revenue? And probably because your mission of what you actually want to do with it. No, it's because I'm showing them something that that's valuable. Right. 
Yeah, you, you know, nobody, nobody would use us if it wasn't valuable, bro. So listen, if, right. you're, if you're listening to this podcast and you're on Kajabi or any of these other ones and you're not making any money, give us a call, bro. I could freaking help anybody that's got an expertise make money online. And a lot of it, if you, if you do what I tell you to do. A lot of times we'll get a customer, Brady, and they won't do what I tell them to do anyway. They won't do what, I'm, what I tell them to do anyway which is crazy. That's like hiring a personal trainer and then not following their <laughs> diet plan. Yeah. And, and how many of us do that? Yeah, dude, I've done it. Like, you know, they're like, okay, get up, eat your, eat your tuna out of the can. And you know, you grab a Snickers and it's like, dude, why are you paying this dude to tell you how to eat? And then you're not going to eat that way. You're wasting exactly. money. So, so can people get on light speed and still not win? Absolutely. So I should, I should reframe what I said. If you've got knowledge or you've had a course and you're making money or not, I can help you double, triple your revenues very quickly, but you have to be willing to do it. And I think that's the other piece, right? Because you said a lot of people that aren't successful or getting divorced or whatever, they don't have the education or the knowledge. Right. There's also some people who have the knowledge, they just won't do anything about it. A hundred percent. So like if I said, Brady, uh, did you make $20 million last year? No. Why? I didn't have business, first of all. No, that's not why, bro. You tell me. Because you didn't know how, bro. <laughs> hey, if I was selling dude, the right thing, dude, I could listen, listen, you would have made $20 million if you knew how, right? Oh, yeah. $50 million. Okay. Well, if you're sitting there going, hey, I, I want to make $20 million. Well, I don't know how. Right. So don't you wish I had a VT right now and I could say, Brady, you want to make $20 million? This guy's made $20 million 15 times. It's expensive, but he'll teach you how. Right. Dude, that's my passion because everybody that's, that's literally failing in life, which causes the misery, it causes the pain, it causes the heartache, they're failing. And it causes me heartache because I'm almost like an idiot savant minus the savant. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> but, but like I see things simply. Like for example, people say, hey, how do I make more in my business? And I say, do more. And they're like, Duh. Okay. Well then, then why are you asking me? How do you make more? You make right. more by doing more. Okay. So, so again, if you want the tactical steps on how do you make more by doing more, first of all, you have to get your numbers. You have to figure out what it is you're doing. Okay. Those are your motions. Those are your daily habits. Those are your processes, your routines, whatever they are. And then that's getting you what you're getting now. So the, what you're doing now is getting what you're getting now. So if you want to make more, do more of what you're doing now. Right. More drinking, more drinking. No, that, what is your drinking getting you? So you, so you would do less of what's not working and more of what's working. It's common sense to me, but for some reason people want to act like there's some secret formula. There's no secret formula. That, that's the thing, man. It's like, you know, I bought into courses, I bought books, you know, especially when I was starting out thinking like the information's here, this is where I need to go. But at the end of the day, a lot of the books say the same damn thing. A lot of the courses say the same thing, but it's just finding, okay, what's working for me, what's not working, and do more than do less. That's and right. I think people overcomplicate it, which is why they don't ever do anything big. They do, bro. I could teach you right now on this podcast how you and your wife can double your income. And I don't even need to charge you 40000 to do it. I'll just <laughs> tell you how to do it, and then you have to do it. You have to decide. Right. You know, it's your choice. Just like happiness is a choice. Dude, there could, be, there could be someone in a bad situation, happy as hell, and someone in a bad situation, mad as hell. 
Well, what's the difference? That's the same situation they're both in and one's happy and one's unhappy about it. Yes. Well, it's a choice. It's a perspective. It's how you're seeing things. Exactly. Just like you mentioned. So, so to me, it's like, look, you want more, do more. Okay. And then what, what happens when you want more after that? You're doing as much as you can. Well, then you get better. Okay. Right. You get better at what you're doing. Okay. So what is that? Well, you said do more. I did that. My, my revenue went up, but then I got real busy and I didn't have any time. So I couldn't do any more, but I want to make more. Okay. Then get better. And charge do, right. So do more, get better. And then the third one is scale. So if somebody just wants to just blow up their company first, just remember it's that simple. Do more, get better scale. So do more. Okay. Figure out what it is you're doing right and wrong and then do more of uh, of it. If you're talking to 10 customers, talk to 20 customers. Now, some people would say, well, how do I get in front of 20 more customers? See, now there's a different question. That isn't how do I make more? Because the answer is do more, get better scale. Right. The real question that you're, you should be asking is how do I market? How do I get my phone to ring? Because that's a different question. Exactly. Right? And, and by the way, the, the, that would be different answers. Exactly. So, so at the end of the day, you have to know the right question and ask the right person and you get whatever you want. But do more right? Get your numbers, do more of that, and then get better at it. So, so, so you're extrapolating more from the, from the effort. And then when you're completely max capped, you're crushing life, but you just want more, which there's nothing wrong with that. Well, then the third lever you want to pull is scale. You want to scale, which means what? Well, maybe, maybe you get paid $10,000 to close a deal. Or, or to get a new customer or whatever the case may be. And it'll cost you $9,500 to have someone else do it. So you just keep doing it yourself because you want that 10,000. Well, listen, if you want to scale, you're going to have to give up some things. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to, you're going to have to trade money for time. So, so basically you would say, okay, I, I know how I'm going to scale. I'm going to hire a thousand people give them the $9,500 and now I'm just going to get 500 times a thousand because that person doing the 9,500, they can't scale. They've only got so much time. You're right. leveraging your time. You're scaling. Right. So, so any business can double, triple, quadruple. All they have to do is do more, get better, scale. You owe me 40 grand, Brady. Okay. I'll wire it to you, but it's a, you know, I know we're, we're getting short on time here. We'll start wrapping up, but it's interesting because I think a lot of people do that backwards where they start a business and they immediately try to scale and outsource every little thing they do. But I don't even think they're really that good at what they're selling. Right. So I think people ultimately fail because you're trying to outsource, you know, a fulfillment or a sales process that you don't even fully understand yourself. Well, there, that, that is a legitimate uh, reason why people fail. But you, the key was because they didn't understand something, right? Mm -hmm. So there goes back my mission. I want to get the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it for, because everything you don't know, which is going to cause you to fail, somebody already knows. Now, what if we could get that knowledge to the people that need it before they fail? Before they fail, we would, have, we would all live in a more successful world. Exactly. Right now, you say you're going to start a business. People say, good luck. What, why, why, why do I need luck to start a successful business? Shouldn't it be normal? Hey, we're getting married. Oh, good luck. <laughs> well, why do I need luck? I'm going to get married. Exactly. You know, 62% of divorces, uh, or I mean, marriages end in divorce. Well, well why is that? 
well, you know, we're not meant to be with one person and, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, it's because somebody didn't know how to communicate. Somebody didn't know how to apologize. Somebody didn't know how to listen. Somebody didn't know how to be faithful. Somebody didn't know to have ethics. Somebody didn't know something. Right. And that's why the, that's why the marriage failed. So, so what, if, what if everyone that got married stayed married and had a beautiful marriage? And that'd be the dream right there. What if everyone that started a business thrived? Yeah. What if everybody that went to school succeeded, excelled? How do we get there? People say, well, that's impossible. That is not impossible. We mm -hmm. need to get the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it. Now, again, that's a lot of people. And if, and if, my, and if my mission is to make sure people that have it get it to the people that need it, pretty much everybody on earth has some knowledge and everyone on earth needs knowledge. So basically everyone on earth needs light speed. There you go. There's your pitch. Come out. Come out. Yeah. You know, I, I completely agree with that. I don't know. We could go on and on about that because you know, the failing education system and how people are just not learning anything nowadays, but we'll go and start wrapping up instead. Brad, I always end with this question. Why do you love what you do and why is it equally as important for all entrepreneurs to also love what they do? Well, two questions. Why do I love what I do? Only because um, I grow through it and I develop. So I love growth and development. And, and, and quite frankly, I, I, I feel like I'm doing what I was meant to do. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, again, people need to reach their potential. And in order to reach your potential, I think that's where true fulfillment comes from is when you develop and grow and you're reaching potential and you're, you know, constantly becoming a better version of yourself. So at the end of the day, that's why I love doing what I do. But ultimately it boils down to almost selfishness because one time I helped this guy change his life. And, it, and to me, it made me feel amazing. Like, Dude, there was nothing better than to know that I have the ability to change his life. And when I saw his kids get more, you know, energy and, and, and joy and excitement and the wife, you know, was more excited, you know, it, it just, it just changed me a little bit. And then made me just want to help people. And as soon as I wanted to help people, opportunity came everywhere before I was just trying to help myself. Right. But then also my dad, you know, hardworking individual, uh, worked his whole life, ended up, not, you know, barely being able to take care of his family, I would look at him and watch him and, you know, it, it broke him. It, it, you know, he, all the things you're told to do, he did, but it didn't work. Why? Well, because all the things we're told to do aren't necessarily how you get rich, right? You know, hard work is all you need. You don't need hard work. If you, if you let me coach it, you're not going to do hard work. Like, why would you do hard work? First of all, the hard work is generally done by the l labor forces. Yes or no? Yeah. Like the hard work, someone's going to dig a ditch. You think the owner of the freaking companies out there digging that ditch? No. The people that are working hard are the people that the owner's paying. Okay. So don't work hard, you know, save your money. Don't save your money. Money is a tool. If you have a bunch of money saved, you're literally limiting your ability to grow. So, so at the end of the day, man, you know, 
that's why I love what I do because it allows me to do that. Now, why do entrepreneurs need to love what they do? I don't think they need to love what they do. I think that's another one of those cool sounding sayings that some guru made up or some celebrity influencer made up. You have to love what you do. What's your why? You've got to have a why. Not necessarily, man. I've seen people get rich without loving what they do. Matter of fact, they hated what they do. But what they did was 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 well received by people that needed what they did, you know, um, and they got rich doing it. So I don't think you need to love what you do. I'm just lucky that I do. Right. Yeah. Because, it's just, you know, had that again, you can succeed doing something you don't love. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's it, an interesting response. I haven't had that before because I guess it's true, right? I think everyone's mission in life is different. And you don't necessarily have to love the process of that mission. You love you the bro. I can prove it. I can show you a hundred different entrepreneurs that made millions of dollars and they, and they didn't like what they were doing, but there was a big market for it and they made a lot of money. The, the sad part is when they keep doing what they, what they're not happy or they're not, they don't love and then they make a bunch of money. Now at some point is, is when you should take that money and now go do what you love. You've right. earned the right to do what you love. Right. Too many people want to find uh, some sort of passion that they can make money on. Well, if you're lucky enough to, to make money with your passion, that's even better. Right. That doesn't feel like work. That's like me. I don't feel like I come to work every day, but, it, and, and that makes you lucky. That makes you smart. That makes you, you know, good. Somebody coached you right. If you're lucky enough to do that, but listen, if you're making millions of dollars doing shit, you hate, keep doing it. Okay. Or leverage it out. You know what I'm saying? And, and keep going because do not believe that you need to love something in order to do something. And, and nor should you give up something successful that you hate just simply to go find something that you like doing that you love and now you're financially less successful. Why? Well, because again, another last thing I'll leave you with is people undervalue money. We're taught to act like, well, money's not important. And, you know, well, you just want money. And, you know, money is extremely, extremely important and it has far more value than people place on it. Mm. Like money is one valuable thing. Why? Well, again, you can make impact. You can save lives. You can build schools. You can help people. You can freaking develop yourself. You can have access to things. And that's how you learn. You have access to things. You can have access to better art, better, better communities, better trips, better experiences. Like money is so important and people want to act like it's not change your opinion, start to really look at money for what it is. And that is extremely valuable. You want some, go get some, even if you have to do what you don't necessarily love. Absolutely. Yeah, I I agree with that. I will end on that, that, you know, money is not necessarily evil. People view it that way, but think about the opportunities that money can create. Right. And I think people view it the wrong way, but Brad, we're going to go ahead and conclude there. Where can my audience find you on social media? The real Brad Lee. L-E-A, L-E-A. It's not Leah. Otherwise, you'd drink Tia. It's just Lee, Brad Lee, the real Brad Lee. Awesome. Yeah, I will link his Instagram in the description. Guys, reach out to him. Let him know what you thought about the episode. And Brad, appreciate your time, man. Hey, appreciate you, Brady. Good luck, man. See you soon. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Entrepreneurism Podcast. We post episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 a.m. Central Time. We would greatly appreciate if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating 
and review. I'm Brady Morgan, your host. We'll see you next time.